people of Earth, your planet has to be destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. And I'm Olivia Haidar. And I believe that makes us your hosts. Olivia, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right. Uh, you know, it's the Christmas season. Feeling festive. Yeah. Things could always be worse. Our heads could be getting passed around throughout history. <laughs> exactly. My head won't be going anywhere. No one will care. That's the <laughs> nice thing about being nobody. We are covering some weird shit today. Yeah, it's interesting. Because here's the thing. Sometimes, I mean, there's only so many conspiracy theories in the world. <laughs> so sometimes I have to play a little bit of uh, conspiracy documentary lottery and yeah. hope that whatever I pull from the the balls, I use the balls like lottery. Like they, yeah, you they cut the balls. Blow, blow in the air and then whatever one shoots up through the tube is what I pick. Yeah. And uh, this week it was Cromwell's head. We're, we're doing totally. We're covering the documentary Cromwell's Head, which is about a, the guy from Babe. It's God, beat me to it. Yeah, it's about <laughs> James Cromwell's amazing head. That guy, I got to tell you, if you were going to do a documentary about one actor's yeah. head, you could pick worse than James Cromwell. That guy has an amazing dome. Yeah, he's got a very appropriately sized headpiece for his body. It's... Yes. Well proportioned. God, he's he rules. He's so good. He's in Succession. He's so he's so fucking good in the last season of Succession. I got to get back to Succession. Oh, uh, first season. He has a killer fucking monologue in one in a uh, the last season of Succession. It's so amazing, and I love him. Every time he pops up, I'm always so happy. But unfortunately, he is not in this documentary. Yeah, unfortunately, that is not the Cromwell in question. <laughs> the Cromwell's head refers to Oliver Cromwell, a very important figure from British history. Yep. This documentary, I mentioned it to you before we started recording. It's very much uh, British, 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 British then in it, which I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's about Oliver Cromwell. Yeah. And it's also on, of, BBC, it's on BBC Select. Yeah. All of the Americans who care about Oliver Cromwell are interviewed in this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is on Amazon by way of an Amazon channel called BBC select. Sure. And if for some reason you do want to watch this after Olivia and I run through it, you can do that with a free trial that sure. I, I need to make sure to cancel. I didn't, yes. I guess I didn't look around what else is on BBC select. Wonder if you know, I, I didn't realize that it was on BBC select. So I just paid three bucks to watch it. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah. A uh, friend of the show, Ethan Lawrence is, currently on a bbc show called boat story oh that i i don't think you can get here i wonder if i can get that on bbc select then maybe i'm gonna check in it in it <laughs> in fish it. and chips oi cookies no they don't call no, them cookies. no no they call them biscuits and what are cookies over there they gotta have something that they call cookies right probably they do i don't think they don't have know. to they have to by law. Okay. Right. Let, okay. Wait. Hold on. One. One second. Geneva Convention. British cookies. That is not helpful. <laughs> that was not a helpful Google. It's I'm just not gonna gonna lie. Say, call them biscuits. <laughs> it's just like here's a bunch of different cookies from Britain. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. It's a mystery that will forever remain unsolved until one of our yeah. British listeners yells at us about it <laughs> yeah which will definitely happen yeah look we're sorry so, we can't help it that you live on an island of subhuman inbreds <laughs> like I, i'm sorry i'm kidding i love i love britain except for all of the transphobes that inhabit that island yeah there's lots of lots of anti-immigration types in that government yeah. that i'm not a fan of yeah oliver cromwell he's an important figure in yeah. british history 
which is here's the thing about British history. There's too much of it. It's so old. Yeah. Like some of that needs to be sealed away. Like it's their youth record or something. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like we're going to be talking about people from the modern times getting upset about this guy who lived in the 1600s. Like, come on guys, let it go. Yeah. Very strong opinions about this guy, yeah. mostly because he killed a king. And it's like, right. I don't know, try it out. See, see he, how you feel about exactly. it. This guy killed a king in the 1600s and people are still calling him a murderer today. Yeah. But then you Crazy. also, but then you also have people who are like, yeah, he killed a king and participated in some ethnic cleansing of sorts. But <laughs> beyond that, he was a good dude. He was a cool guy. Yeah. It's like, geez. Yeah. But people are very conflicted about this guy still. Yeah. And uh, there was a civil war and he was kind of the leader of one side of that civil war. The parliamentarians. Right. Yes. And at one point, as that civil war was kind of coming to a head, King Charles I gets tried for treason. Right. And Cromwell is a key figure in that trial. King Charles I is convicted after a nine-day trial and beheaded in public. Which I support. That's cool. Yeah, shit was wild back then. It's true. <laughs> like, yeah, if that was still happening, yeah, I feel like the world, the, the leaders of the world would be a little more on their P's yeah. and Q's if exactly routinely getting beheaded for being <laughs> bad. Yeah, I think it's a good policy. You know, I think we've got another King Charles right now, and maybe he could stand to like heed his ancestors' uh, life lessons, <laughs> <laughs> even though he has no real political power whatsoever. No, no, no one's going to give that guy power. Look at him. No, I would rather not, honestly. <clears throat> I, I would be fine starting with prosecutors. I think prosecutors totally. are that first class of a public figure that. Yeah, because that's that's usually there's a lot of cases where that's provable. Like it, it's provable in some cases that there are prosecutors who just put people to death. Totally. Because they didn't want to be wrong. Like they knew you know, they were wrong, but they didn't want to publicly be wrong. I was watching, I watched The Devil's Advocate recently, uh -huh. uh, and it, it really reminded me of how for so long, especially in the 90s, defense attorneys were the bad guys. Like, that's what the, the general public was like, yeah. these goddamn defense attorneys, when in reality, it's the prosecutors <laughs> we really got to watch out for. They're the real devil's advocate. Yeah. And it's like, what do you want? People need defense attorneys. That's how exactly. the system works. Jeez, oh, these fucking judges. Why can't we just vote on TV? <laughs> I mean, that might actually be better than. I mean, that's probably where we're heading. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Just Instagram poll, something like that. Besides yeah, exactly. Deserves to go to the chair. Yeah. All, all policy will be decided by Twitter poll. Only four options. And so, one of them is always C results. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Cromwell, he takes the title Lord Protector Cromwell. Yeah. After he offs King Charles I, he did not take the title of king. Right. Very noble of him, I guess. I don't, I actually don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't really care either. But like, it is funny that he doesn't want to be called the king. He just wants to be the king. Yeah. It seems like. And again, I'm just spitballing here from what this documentary taught me about British history <laughs> this morning when I watched it. It seems like he was more like, no, I don't want to be the king. I want to be worse than that. Right. <laughs> I want to be something so much worse than king. So king, in that way, basically. in that way, it's not all that noble of him to no. have not taken that title. No, I'm going to say it. I think the Puritan murderer seems like kind of a bad guy. Yeah, that that really is a good way to describe him. He was a Puritan who killed a bunch of people. Yeah. And to this day, people are still like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, he's had, he had some things to teach us. Yeah, he had some good ideas. <laughs> oh, no, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, he only ruled from 1653 to 1658. Yeah. And then he died after a brief illness because that's how it worked back then. <laughs> Basically, you get a cold and then they write you off. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't know, pray, I guess, just to the right sect of Christianity. Exactly. Or we will stone you to death. <laughs> so after he dies, Richard Cromwell, 
takes over. That's Oliver's 32-year-old son. So I'm assuming Oliver was like 44 when he died. Exactly. Then, yeah, basically. Something like that. He was 32. like 60. Yeah, 32 at that point. There were probably people being like, okay, right, and you're yeah. still in public office. You know you're going to die like a year from now. But here's the thing. He takes over and he sucks, which is just a classic millennial move. Like he's just yeah. – he can't live up to his boomer dad. Yeah, classic nepotism baby. <laughs> he's like the Rockwell of British history. Right there. You know, all of these British monarchs are just nepo babies. <laughs> Kind of, kind Basically, of. Basically, yes. <laughs> Literally. And yeah, so he's so bad at his job that it starts to kind of tarnish Oliver Cromwell's legacy too. Yeah. Like how Bill Belichick was the greatest coach in NFL history for a long time. And then Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl somewhere else. And Bill Belichick hasn't been winning. So now his, his legacy is getting retroactively tarnished also. Very similar. It's a good totally. good reference for British listeners. I know they yeah. got it. I know you. It's as a great partner. reference for me too, because I yeah. totally get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to throw that one out there. A little hail mary, you. if you will. You know, hail mary when you throw the ball like fifty-six. Oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> hail mary full of grace. What? No, I think no. they got that from the NFL. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at some point, people are so disgruntled with Oliver. Cromwell's bullshit kid, Dick. They start calling him something like Leaky Dick or something like that. It was something like that. Like yeah. Falling Dick. <laughs> yeah. Stumbling Dick. I don't Look, remember what it was. <laughs> I mean, this is why you don't name your kids Richard. I got to say. Yeah. It's like if you don't want to have kids, just don't have them. Like, don't punish <laughs> them with the name. Yeah. So people get so disgruntled with Richard that eventually. The son of King Charles I takes over as ruler. He's been exiled, and they start a hashtag campaign, however that worked back then, to get him back. He comes back, and he rounds up most of the men who participated in his father's trial. Right. Twelve of them are executed in appropriately horrific fashion for the time. They are hanged to the edge of unconsciousness. Right. And then disemboweled and their body parts are distributed to yep. the crowd, I guess. Uh, they like hung it. They hung their body parts like around town. Yeah. Yeah. They like hung them on like lamp, like light poles and stuff. Not like, I guess they didn't have street lamps in the 1600s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the bugs. Can you imagine? I mean, look, I, I have to imagine that it was a pretty smelly time anyway. <laughs> Yeah. I've never looked at like ancient history and thought, I bet this is like a really pleasant place to be. But yeah, there had to be crazy bugs on these dead bodies. Just everywhere. And you don't yeah. see them in the pictures. They don't, no, I feel like they don't that, draw was, them. that was a little historical whitewashing. They were like, we can't let people well, know what happened. I mean, all here. of the all of the pictures are drawn by hand. It's just tedious to draw the little <laughs> bugs. Yeah. It would be funny if every picture from history just had thousands of bugs drawn on it Little somewhere. Flies hovering around everything. Yeah, basically, that would be accurate. Gross. Ugh. Yep. Disgusting time. So this guy wasn't just going to leave it at, okay, well, I rounded up the people who killed my father who are still alive. Right. No, he decides to take it a step further. Because here's the thing. Oliver Cromwell got like a monarch's funeral right they buried was, him in westminster abbey i believe yeah and so king charles ii is like well we got to undo that shit yeah and it, it's not enough to just like tweet about it and be like hey i as king charles ii distance myself from all the pomp and circumstance <laughs> of that man's funeral no no you you go you go above and beyond that he had oliver cromwell's body exhumed along yep. with those of two of his fellow parliamentarians. And thus begins Oliver Cromwell's journey through history as kind of <laughs> like a sideshow attraction. A relic. Yeah. Yeah. A relic in the classic term. Yeah. This is a, I mean, this is a thing that happened a lot 
uh, throughout history. I mean, because like as they mentioned in this documentary, uh, if someone is notorious enough, there will be weirdos who want to worship their bones. And so there are many examples throughout history of notorious people's bones being removed or thrown away or you know they like hitler's remains were dumped in a random river somewhere so no one could like worship them sure sure they were Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's what happened but you can you can doubt all you want so yeah but before that before they i mean they display it but it seems like king charles ii is displaying cromwell's remains as if to say hey this could be you Fuck face, don't act up. Sure, totally, yeah. Which, I mean, that is that is a pretty interesting move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he charged, like, per visitor. Like, it really was a come-see-the-bearded-lady kind of right. thing. The world's it's a good way to make man. a little extra coin for the king. Yeah, you know the king needs it. <laughs> and then, controversy, the bodies were moved to a tavern called the Old Red Lion for uh. some reason. And people suspect all sorts of shenanigans might have happened there. Sure. But then the bodies were displayed at the Tyburn tree. I want to read all about the Tyburn tree. It sounds gnarly as fuck. I, I'm sure it has a rich history, as does so many things in England. But yeah, this is, this thing is insane. Yeah, it was a public execution contraption. Yeah. That could dispose of up to 21 rabble rousers per hour, which that's doesn't, a, that's not a bad clip. No, that's a, that's a good rate for, you know, pre-automation days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you literally had to walk a person to a place so you could hang them. Yeah. You had to tie them to this goddamn wooden triangle. Cause I guess that is still the most efficient means of doing it at this point in history. Like you can't just beat everybody to death. That's going to. Sure. That's a workout unless you like were ahead of your time and market it as like the new hot workout. <laughs> that would have been smart. And like, I mean, I guess you could, I mean, well, there were beheadings too. Let's not, let's be oh, fair. Sure. Absolutely. They weren't just hanging people. They were also beheading. Yeah. And well, yeah, that, also, one's, that one's pretty smooth. But like when you see how this thing is built, you understand that like this was a good method for mass disposal like if you needed it's not just for a public because public executions were happening in all manner of ways but if you needed like like this says like 12 people all killed at the same damn time then you need this giant pyramid shaped gallows that they built and uh you know public executions they were they were the hot ticket back in those days yeah i mean what else are you gonna watch exactly it was like one of the primary forms of entertainment yeah it was the earliest sport (laughs) basically (laughs) and so yeah the tyburn tree now there's just like a spot in the middle of a sidewalk yeah england where if you look down you're like oh i'm haunted now fuck (laughs) it's like a tile it says here's where the Tyburn tree was, and now here's well, where you're not haunted because they moved the mass grave that was underneath it, so it's actually fine there. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the features. I imagine the way it worked is after the person dies, you just like either cut yeah. them down or push that body right into that pit, and again, exactly the bugs. Oof, yep, had to smell like that. It. Yeah, the smell. No, I want no part of it. <laughs> so. Cromwell is not only displayed publicly, but eventually his body is beheaded and his corpse is unceremoniously tossed into one of those pits. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. That is the claim. There are also some claims that Cromwell was ready for this. He was like, look, someday I'm going to die. And old King Charles II is going to come back and be like, man, you killed my dad. You know, when you play the game, sometimes the game plays you like, you <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> and so he's like, I know what they're going to do. They're going to dig my body up and fucking display it publicly. It's like, geez, yeah. Nostradamus. Well, <laughs> but he was right. He was. And so, yeah, there are some people who think that trip to the old red lion tavern was actually where his body was swapped out with someone else's 
So that becomes a thing. But what we do know is that head, we know what that head do. It's the yeah. head is for real. Uh, and the head is probably his. Yeah, because King Charles II kept that head and put it on a spike overlooking the courtroom where Cromwell had sentenced King Charles I to death. Yep. And it stayed there for 23 years. Very Game of Thrones, that that death. <laughs> yeah, that that like like that second death like he was yeah, already well that's what i meant dead that, that, that burial or, or yeah <laughs> disposal whatever you want to phrase that so yeah who knows if that was really his body that was dumped in that pit but uh apparently it was the real head which makes it seem like that would be the real that, body i mean that it must have been the the the, the body was de- beheaded after it left the tavern so yeah and they do talk about some rituals at the time where like a person's heart would be removed and put in a lead case and buried. And there's some suggestion that maybe that's what happened at the old red lion tavern is that parts of Oliver Cromwell were removed and buried in a field, like right across the street. Right. Which that would make more sense. Like if, if that really was his head put on that spike, it had to come off his body. Right. I just did a little science there for everybody. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Wow, thank you. What we do know is that eventually that head just fell off the roof. <laughs> I love this story. <laughs> which is very funny to me. There was a storm and there's this guard. They mentioned that he was like trying to stay awake. Yeah. And he's what they call him a sentry, I believe. Right. Yeah. He was walking the grounds or whatever. Yeah. And uh there's a storm happening and Cromwell's head just <laughs> falls off. Yep. Lands on the ground. And this guy picks it up and is like, oh, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> well, I think he was worried that someone would think that he had removed it. Right. You know, which, you know, the easiest way to prevent that would have been to just go to your s- supervisor, your well, shift leader and be like, hey, boss. Hey, this Crom- I found this. The Cromwell head fell off in the storm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, these weren't like understanding times. I could, <laughs> I like, I, I would understand being like, if if I tell anyone about this, they are going to put my head up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would have told someone, and they'd be like, "Look, you did the right thing. We obviously have to stone you to death for touching exactly. that head." <laughs> exactly. But still, die knowing you did the right thing. Better to just play ignorant, I think, <laughs> personally. This is probably what I would have done. It, it, I found it a very relatable story. <laughs> yeah, he takes it home and then is like, oh, I probably don't want to get caught with this. Right. <laughs> and so he hides it in his chimney. It's like that JFK magic bullet episode we covered oh. not that long ago where the guy just found the bullet and was oh, like, yes. yeah. oh, I'm going to talk at that. And then freaks out and is like, oh, shit, and tosses it. it It's a similar thing where it's like, if I if I reveal this, then there's a chance I'll get in trouble. So I probably shouldn't reveal it. Yeah. I just like that he stuck it up his chimney like uh, uh, Phoebe Cates's mom for a dad from Gremlins. Remember he about that story from Gremlins? Where the dad like comes down the chimney and dies. (laughs) And it gets stuck in the chimney. Yeah, I remember seeing Gremlins as a kid and being like, whoa, that's that's heavy. And then yeah. seeing it again as an adult, I was like, that's funny. It's a funny scene, but it, it is like very sad, but it is it's funny yeah. that it's there. <laughs> and so this guy, he hides it in his chimney, tells no one about it until he's on his deathbed. Right. Imagine getting that <laughs> on your deathbed. Like I just read an article about some, it was on CNN and this woman was like, my dad lied to me all his life. It turns out he was a bank robber and he didn't tell me until he was on his deathbed. And it's like, that's cool. That's that's very cool. That's really fucking neat. Yeah. Meanwhile, if dad's like, by the way, (laughs) Oliver Cromwell's head, (laughs) go get it. Yeah. And even then, would you like... As the kid, would you be like, should I? Or should oh, I just leave it there? 
<laughs> Should that oh, just be our dad, <laughs> you're going senile in your old age. <laughs> Thinking about heads and chimneys, and then you go and look, and there it is, and with the fucking spike and everything. <laughs> God, that's that's a rude thing to do to your kids. It is because imagine how gross that fucking head must have been after a bunch of years in a chimney. And also, this isn't that far removed from him finding it. Like he, sure, like he didn't. Like again, people didn't live that long. Right. So it's not like they could just take it and be like, yeah, my dad found this, but apparently they did. They, right. they yeah. take it. And I guess it was different times, a little more progressive by this exactly. point. Charles yeah. the second had died. It was 1688. So he was probably like 46 at a good run. <laughs> He's replaced by his brother, James the second. That guy's run out of the country pretty quick and replaced <laughs> by William the third. And yeah, this awesome. whole middle part, I was like, can we just talk about this guy's head again? Come yeah. on. There, there's a lot of British history in here. And the thing about British history is that it is so complicated because there are so many weird morons involved. <laughs> like all of these, all this tumult of like Sir Blank was overthrown by Sir Blank and blah, blah, blah. And in this documentary, they'll jump from talking about Cromwell's embalmed head to a battle he led in like the 1600s. And it's right. like, he's dead now. Let's just follow this head. <laughs> but it's because a lot of it is about the changing opinions on right. Oliver Cromwell over the years among British voters. Is that what they do over there? Voters <laughs> with like EURS probably. <laughs> voters well that would be yeah. like french voters oh yeah i suppose yeah voter there's an extra u somewhere <laughs> probably v-o-u-t-e-r-s <Yeah>. voters <laughs> uh i think i don't know that they're i don't know if they're voting at this point i really i am unfortunately extremely ignorant about most british history yeah yeah same because here's the thing i'm not british doesn't matter no. and again there's so much of it like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell me a couple key episodes that i should cover right. first i know the big things yeah like at this point it's like trying to get into how i met your mother or something like there's so many seasons. <laughs> like it seems like such a complicated story just like yeah give me the cromwell's head version it's like, not I as feel funny like I... as how i met your mother <laughs> i mean sometimes it's as funny sometimes i guess sometimes it is and uh so yeah Around 1700 is when that guard, that sentry who found Oliver Cromwell's head in that storm, that's when he dies. Right. And again, by this point, obviously a very different time in British history. Yeah. A lot more forward thinking. People are sure. fine with you displaying royalty's disembodied head <laughs> for the public to see. The daughters end up selling this head to a guy named Claudius Dupuy. Right. Who sounds like kind of a precursor to a person who I am by total coincidence wearing on my T-shirt right now, which is Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures fame. Oh. He has an attraction in Las Vegas that I cannot recommend enough called the Haunted Museum. Oh, sure. Um, I've heard of it's, this. It's just a bunch of Bullshit. sometimes very harrowing shit like he's got yeah. he's got stuff that like serial killers used to oh yeah i remember we've talked about this because i find it disgusting <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucking horrifying like there's there's parts of it that are it's like yeah you wanted that there's one room in particular i always forget the name of the serial killer because i try and block it out but he would abduct male sex workers sure. and then like bind them to the bed with their arms behind their back. Like it sounds like the kind of shit King Charles II probably would have had done to people. Sure. And would uh, put hypodermic needles in their body and connect those to a battery uh, and would uh. like use that to electrocute them. And Jesus. he's got like a whole room. He's got the bed. Oh, he's fuck got this. the guy's diary. It's nuts. Like, that's, just the like one, that's the one room where I was like, oh, this hits a little different. 
why does that guy deserve a shrine? You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, like fuck that guy. Cause it's, it's not like the Peggy, the doll room where it's just like, <laughs> right. Like, Hey, don't talk to this doll or she'll follow you home in spirit. Exactly. That's different. Like, and, and it's mostly that, but then there's also, you know, stuff like that room. Uh, he's got some of Patrick Swayze's teeth. Fuck that. I've always found very interesting. That's and gross. It sounds like that's where Oliver Cromwell's head ended up around the 17th. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is that is sort of a modern cabinet of curiosities, which is what these sorts of things would have been called. Yeah. Like, it, it, they're the precursor to modern museums. Like, that is the thing about uh, the cabinet of curiosities is they were kind of a, a carnival sideshow, but they were also the closest thing that they had to a museum in that time right because history was still happening yeah so they they couldn't just have a museum <laughs> yeah so instead it was like look at this thing that died look at this thing that died 50 years ago <laughs> it's like that still feels a little too soon yeah. although i totally would have gone to see cromwell's head oh i would absolutely i'd go see cromwell's head right now i know we should you know they talk about where it is we should just go try to find it yeah i bet they Take perfectly kindly. To yeah, they'd be happy with that, right? They'd be fine with that. Foreigners showing up with a shovel. It's like, what are we doing here? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll be gone soon. And so, yeah, the Claudius Dupuy, he keeps this thing on display for the public. Then he dies in 1738. So it spends 38 years in a gift shop, basically. <laughs> and then that museum owner died and his son-in-law sells Cromwell's head to a guy named Samuel Russell, which this is an interesting turn because how did this guy afford it? Everyone's like, he was a down on his luck actor who spent yeah. all his money on alcohol. And it's like, and he also bought Oliver Cromwell's head in the midst of all that. <laughs> it must've been going cheap. It does reek of like drunk Saturday night eBay purchase. Right. Right. Where he's like, this is going to change my life. <laughs> And he wakes I mean, up in the morning and he's like, ah, fuck, I bought a head. You have to imagine that there, you know, there was probably also a, some question called as to whether it was actually Cromwell's head at the time, because it wasn't really confirmed until a lot later that it was legitimately the dude's head. Yeah, it seems like that happens way, way, way later. Yeah, because it needed a bunch of forensic analysis that didn't exist at the time. And it's also eventually it seems like the way they solve it is pretty elementary. They're yeah. like, well, this body was beheaded after it was embalmed. Right. And that narrows it down a whole lot. Because I mean, normally, exactly. normally if you die, you get embalmed after that. Right. And so it matched. The story matched. Yeah. And so, yeah, he this guy, he is drunk all the time. He's down on his luck. He displays Cromwell's head in a shop in London and it does nothing to help his financial fortunes. And eventually a guy he owes a bunch of money to calls in those loans and is like, what do you got? If you don't have yeah. my cash, how about the Cromwell head? Give me the <laughs> Cromwell head. And this was apparently at a point in human history where human heads were just all the rage. Sure. Like people were tossing them around as gifts. Beanie Babies didn't exist. There were no yeah. Pokemon cards. Yeah. If you want to be a collector of rare artifacts, all you <laughs> yeah. really got are human heads at this point. Basically. It's a dark, dark time. But hey, at least they're treated and they don't stink that much. I bet, they, I bet this head still fucking reeked. You know, I bet it just smelled musty. You know, at this point, it's almost 100 years old now. I bought a RMS Titanic sweatshirt at the... Titanic exhibit in Las Vegas because I yeah. was like, that's, that's weird merch. That's, that's <laughs> on my chest. Sure. And I shit you not. It's been washed a couple times since I bought it and it always smells musty. It's like, yep, <laughs> that's what I get. I bought a haunted sweatshirt. That's fair. That's <laughs> what I get for being all cheeky and like, hmm, I'm going to wear a Titanic sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah it smells like, the boat those people died on probably <laughs> well luckily the boat doesn't smell like much of anything since it's at the bottom of an ocean with a bunch of submarine parts yeah 
The Titanic exhibit's really cool, though. They actually have part of the ship. like That right rules. Here. Yeah. And a big-ass iceberg that you can oh. put your hand. Because it makes sense. Once you touch that iceberg, it's like, oh, yeah, I bet that would rip a fucking hole. It's like rock. Yeah, yeah. So there's no human heads, though, which is disappointing. Because no. they had to have found some. Is it disappointing? <laughs> no, I was joking. Because <laughs> I'm going to say, like, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think those people's bodies have been through enough. So speaking to just how different history was by this point and what the human head trade was like, this guy is like, he treats this Cromwell head like it's the rarest Pokemon card of all. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not displaying this anywhere. I'll show it to friends when they come over. And right. that's what he did. He would just like over the years, friends would come by and he'd be like, you want to see something cool? Yeah. Like, you know, that's what we're here for. Of course. We <laughs> that's also how I would treat it. I would just be like, guys, hey, you want to see this head? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Vladimir Putin does with Robert Kraft's Super Bowl ring. Exactly. Just like Vladimir Putin. <laughs> that is a fun story. Robert Kraft is the owner of the New England Patriots. And oh. this is what you get for palling around with Putin, I guess. He was at some event and Putin was there and he. <laughs> takes off his Super Bowl ring and shows it to Vladimir Putin. And Putin just put that shit in his pocket wow. and has never given it back. It is apparently on display <laughs> at some library within the Kremlin or some you shit. You know, this might be a controversial opinion, but I think that guy sucks ass. <laughs> I really hate that guy. Vladimir Putin? Yes. No, come on. <clears throat> I know, I know. It, I, I shouldn't say such things, but I do think he's a huge dickhead. Controversial opinion. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's not a race. Just because, you know, the American government's bad, that doesn't mean right. Russia's not either. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's it, no it, way. It very much goes, like most governments are pretty fucked. Yes, absolutely. But I think, but more than his government being bad, I think he is an asshole. Like, more than being a bad guy, an evil dictator, whatever you want to call him, I just think he seems like a dick. Oh, yeah. And I'm not not convinced that he, like, actually orchestrated a false flag attack on Russia to sure. gain power. We did an episode about it. Right, yeah. The Russian apartment bombings. So... Over the years, the head is just like in this Wilkinson guy's house, right. basically. And then eventually it resurfaces or no, that no, not Wilkinson yet. God, this is even this is a confusing <laughs> moment in British history. It's like, who's got this guy's right. fucking we're, we're, we're still at Dupuis. No, wait, no, no, we're, now at we're in Russell. James Cox, because eventually that's who Russell owed all this money to. Right. Russell was the drunkard who bought Cromwell's head, thinking yes. it was going to change his life. And then James Cox is the name of the guy who buys it and just like shows it to friends when they come over, because that's what you did back then. Eventually, the head resurfaces after James Cox <laughs> sells it for 200 pounds which is $6.8 million in today's money, probably. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, yeah. wait, I thought you had the actual conversion there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I would not have been surprised, but that's like yeah. crazy. And for years, it's displayed in a very fashionable part of London called Mead Court. Because yeah. again, I guess if you're collecting heads, this is the one. This is the one you want. For sure. People probably Probably made the most sought after severed head in the 1700s arguably i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it <laughs> listicles from the time confirm <laughs> so in 1813 it was sold once again to a guy named josiah henry wilkinson and it's claimed that the people who owned it there were there were these three brothers who owned it when it was displayed at mead court it's claimed that they all died under mysterious circumstances. Yeah. And it's like, well, how come no one else did? <laughs> you can't, you can't call it a curse if it only happened to like one ownership group. They right. could have been cursed by any number of things they owned. Exactly. I mean, if they're already collecting severed heads, Cromwell's head is innocent is what I'm getting at. Exactly. 
And so Wilkinson, he also kind of refrains from publicly displaying the head. Sure. But again, he does also whip it out at parties. I'm saying kids over apparently. This is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a macabre artifact, that's for sure. It it's reminds a fun me, party trick. Yeah, it along those same lines, it reminds me of how when I was a kid, I would often for friends who would come over whip out this stack of crime scene photos that my grandfather got when he retired as a cop. Right. Someone owed him a favor. And for one thing, I don't even want to fucking know what that means in cop <laughs> Yeah. Like what, what favor exactly. did someone from the crime lab owe you? <laughs> Better to not know. Yeah. I don't want to know what the guy in the crime lab did for you, <laughs> but to repay this favor, this guy just gave him a stack of like crime scene and death scene photos. Oh, great. And me and my sister just had access to these things for years and years and years as kids, they were just like. They were in a manila, like a yellow envelope just <laughs> sitting around our house. And oh they God. were all black. They were all black and white, which made it right, more horrifying because right. you had to like guess. At, yeah, like, yeah. There's one I can still see where I, I am convinced the guy had a green sweater on and had red hair. And I can still see that fucking picture. <laughs> and it like, it, this kind of reminds me of that. Like, yeah. That's not unlike pulling out a severed head and being like, hey, cool, right? It's like, nope, you just scarred me for life. Yeah. Which I bet but I did. Again, but also, these people, these people, again, we're going to public executions and shit. Like, death was a little bit more present in their lives than it is for, for us. So they probably weren't as affected by the severed head, especially because at this point it is desiccated and basically mummified. Yeah, they've seen beheadings. So exactly. They've seen them fresh. Yeah. And so uh, there's a book that comes out in 1845, highly influential. It's yeah. written about Cromwell, kind of revives his reputation among the British people. But the spoil sport who writes that book also is very skeptical that the Cromwell head is really the Cromwell head. Sure. It's like, shut up, narc. Let us have fun. <laughs> it's, around this, it's around this point that the head, uh, they bring up that the head like made an appearance with in in like a circus with General Tom Thumb. And I had to Google General Tom Thumb. Have you did you see this guy? I did not Google General Tom Thumb. I, I highly recommend. There's some great photos out there. Some old timey photos of a guy of General Tom Thumb who was adopted by P.T. Barnum and performed in his circus. Just interesting. An interesting little side tangent. Yeah, I've heard the name. I just well, there's Tom I've Thumb, like he's named after the story of Tom Thumb. Oh, okay, okay. But the, but because he, he's a little person, uh, and they would dress him up like Napoleon and shit, <laughs> <laughs> and like trot him out. It's kind of great. Again, there's some really excellent. Photos. <laughs> there he is. That's Napoleon. <laughs> Oh, what a home. There's some really good shit. I, I don't remember exactly why he came up and uh, we're not going to talk any more about him, but like I did want to mention him. <laughs> yeah, he around this point in the documentary, when they bring up that book and how it kind of revived Cromwell's image a little bit. Yeah, this is where the documentary starts jumping around, but the. <laughs> I just thought of how appropriate it is to say that the documentary is jumping around because let's talk about Ireland. They certainly <laughs> do not share the same sentiment about James or about Oliver Cromwell, James Cromwell, probably he's great. Well, they like James Cromwell. Yeah. Oliver Cromwell, on the other hand, no, he did bad, bad things in Ireland. Yes. And I understand why Ireland looks at him a little differently than some people in the rest of that part of the world might because he uh there's a guy who's just kind of like yeah i mean he participated in some ethnic cleansing but he's no <laughs> look if you're irish and talking about english figures from the past you kind of have to like that's just how it goes like there are way worse english monsters than oliver cromwell but he still committed ethnic cleansing yeah and it's suggested that Oliver Cromwell was kind of the head of 
a sort of British Taliban at <laughs> during his reign. Sure. Yeah. And like totally. That kind of sounds right. Like yeah. he he was way into like no Christmas. He was a Puritan. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was a Puritan. And you know what? Fuck that. Ugh. Yes. I like that he has cigars named after him now. That's very yeah. funny. He has cigars and booze named after him. <laughs> that is ideal. Yeah. But also, yeah, it seems like like I say that's ideal, but also like imagine you're Irish and you're like, yeah, that's not really ideal. Like <laughs> he did still do all that stuff. He did still do all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think I fall on the side of him being mostly bad, very bad. I mean, what, you know, from my limited understanding. Yeah. I, I, I feel pretty confident calling basically any member of the ruling class in Britain from like the last 600 years of a <laughs> piece of shit. I don't, I don't yeah, think I'm going to be proven wrong on any of that. <laughs> and they get into all this and it's interesting, but at the same time I'm watching this documentary and I'm like, yeah, yeah but where's his head at? Yeah. I want to know more about this head, please. <laughs> where, where, does, where, where does his head go? And around this time it was apparently still in the possession of that Wilkinson guy. Yeah. And there's, Lots of interviews with British politicians who are probably all huge pieces of shit. Because there is are this, some. There's there's one guy who I can just tell from the look on his face. Are we talking? Yeah. I, we might be thinking about the same guy. Yeah, he's got a suit on. He's, he's not the guy the, with the suit and the and the the, the sneer. Face, the sneer yeah. Who's like, I am a conservative and I like to claim uh, Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, yeah, he's. He's talking about Oliver Cromwell in a way I don't like. Yeah. He's like, he wasn't all bad. You know, it's, and there's a lot of, no, he didn't do that. Parliament did. It's like, sure. okay. Okay. It, there, I, I, I like the guy who was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's always kind of funny when people try to apply modern political standards to uh, a figure from so long ago. And if the Tories want to claim Oliver Cromwell, then more power to them, which I found a really funny line. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1911, the Royal Archaeological Institute somehow gets their grubby paws on the Cromwell head and they can't really make any determination as to whether sure. it's real or not. Well, then World War One starts and they've got other shit to worry about. They have bigger fish to fry, so they don't pick that thread back up until the 1930s. Right. When things are way more calm. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have anything going on by the 1930s. Yeah. What were they? Why even, why in the 1930s were they even, it's like, what are you doing? Well, attention. again, but this is the thing, like it, it pops up and then interest dies down again until after that war, basically. Yeah. And they aren't really able to determine much, but Eventually, they do figure out that this probably is Cromwell's head, because, again, yeah, yeah. the order in which the events happened, like most people were not embalmed and then beheaded. You were normally right. beheaded and then embalmed. Well, or, or I think the, the main argument is most of the people who were getting beheaded weren't getting embalmed at all because they weren't right. honored like people. So the fact that this head was embalmed in before it was before it was removed from the body, like shows that it was given an honorable rest before being exhumed. Yeah. Which tracks with the story. And I do like this last detail. In April 1957, the yeah. Wilkinson who was in charge of the head by this point, because it stayed in the Wilkinson family, it seems, for a long time. Sure. And again, they would just whip it out like, okay, I know why you're here. Can we at least play <laughs> one board game first? <laughs> Eventually, he dies and yeah. his kids are like, you know what? Let's break the cycle. Let's uh, let's get Oliver Cromwell's head out of our home. Right. Well, they're and moving and they're like, well, we got to We can't pack everything. We got to get rid of this goddamn head. Yeah, they actually have like 800 embalmed heads. Like, we, we have two Cromwells. We're going to give one away. It's fine. I think ours is the real one. They end up giving it to Sydney Sussex College, which is right. a Cambridge school that Cromwell was tied to. And they go like the KFC original recipe route. They bury it 
one person knows the north-south coordinates. One person knows the east-west coordinates. Yeah. And those people both work at the school, and they're the only ones who know it until they move on from that position, and then their successor finds out. That's that's so fun. I love this. (laughs) Yeah. It is fun, and it seems like a system that could very easily lead to him just being lost. Absolutely. There's no chance that this lasts forever. (laughs) Yeah, one of those people is going to have, like, an unexpected car accident. And someone's going to be like, they wrote it down, though, right? They wrote down the coordinates? Nope. Nope. Sorry. 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 That's fine. That's okay. That's a good place. I think that is a a perfectly fine place for the story of this dude's head to finish. Yeah. And it, yeah, I, I like that it adds a little air of mystery to it. Like, yeah, we generally know where it is. It's at that school somewhere. Right. Also just the school taking that on and being like, yeah, we're going to bury this dude's head somewhere. I count it is the worst thing that is buried on the grounds of <laughs> this Cambridge college. Probably. And so that's that's where we stand with Oliver Cromwell's head. If you find it, please yeah. let us know. Yeah. Conspiracy the show. Send, send uh, it to our P.O. box. Yeah, we do have one. Um, so, yeah, actually, I don't want to because someone will just send us a head and be like, no, it's <laughs> fine. Well, it's fine. Well, why is it dripping? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he have face tattoos? <laughs> so I think that's our episode. This yeah, documentary, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting story. I feel like we probably told it a little more interestingly than the documentary does, but sure. You can watch it. It's on BBC yeah. Select. You can watch it for free. Get that free trial. Exactly. See what else is out there. I bet there's some other good shit. It's what a if it's all 66 minutes. Yeah, it's a short documentary. I appreciate that. It's not like multiple episodes, which I'm sure they were tempted. Everyone <laughs> multiple episodes these days. Uh, but hey, that is our sewed. Olivia, thank you so much. Thank for, you for having me. Of course. Uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you don't show dot link slash store. We have a bunch of shirts on sale and we have unpops forever drives on sale that is a hard drive that has every podcast episode the network wow. has ever released on it nice. it's over a hundred gigabytes holy shit yeah yeah so go retain that history somewhere give it to a museum someday in the future uh and that's all oh yeah adam todd brown follow me there olivia what do you got to plug nothing <laughs> Not, nothing really my my Twitter accounts on private. I mean, you can find me on Letterbox if you care, but no one does. So, nope. I think you mean your ex account? Uh, no. I, my Twitter account is locked. My ex account is still very active. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth. Your planet is about to be destroyed.